Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, Episode 8. I'm your host, George. As usual, let's get started. Anthony, how are you, mate? Buzzing, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, good. Yeah, you got to win this week, so you're even happier. I can see the smiles. <laughs> Greg, how are you? I'm good, mate. Me and my son have been watching AIC all week, so if you hear any screams in the background, please excuse it. Yeah, you got the little man already as an AIC supporter, eh? Ah, good bet. Good stuff. Michael? Yeah, finally back after one week because I had to go and see a nose specialist and I've got ointment in my nose right now and it's bothering me, so I'm going to roll with it. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Yeah. Steve? Yeah, I recovered after last week. Um, I was in mourning for a couple of days, but I'm, I'm all right now. Um, mm. Let's talk about what's coming yeah. up. Yeah, no, perfect. And uh, Nico? I'm good. Keen to rip into this one. Big episode. Let's get started, boys. All right. Um, we'll do a Super League wrap for this week. Now, before we start, uh, we've got the big ethnic news, the group stages. So we're going to dedicate a good part of this show uh, for that. But, um, of course, we'll go through the uh, Super League round and um, the Champions League and Europa League matches as well. All right. So let's start Super League here. Uh, Atromitos and Aris had a two-all draw. Um Two goals, two goal lead by Tromitos was uh, pulled back um, with Artis getting a uh, 81st minute equaliser there. Second game was Olympiacos 4, Volos 1. Now, if anyone saw that, Volos came out all guns blazing, were unlucky to not score, to only just score the one goal, um, ended up getting the lead, but um, yep. A late first half goal followed by a second half Yusuf El Arabi hat trick uh, put the game as a, at an end there. So 4 1 El Arabi um, back to his scoring best. Um, Greg put the mocker on Ofi. They went down 2 0 away to Apollon. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, that's uh, standard. Greg, Greg, you should, every time you say something nice, I'm going to put money against <laughs> the opposition <laughs> there. Um, Paul, 2 0. 2-0 winners, um, even with a player sent off. Um, they got the job done. And if you haven't seen, Solis got this beautiful goal. We've got yeah, it on great our goal um, from Solis. Yeah, we've got it on our page. So please have a look there. Uh, what do we got here? Yanina 2-0 over Lamia. Um, Very two, good win there. Yeah. So They're going either. well. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, goal the half uh, from Eleftheriadis. And... Um, Palmidi, sorry, a penalty in the uh, late in the game, got them the 2-0 win. Um, now, we'll go to the derby match here. We'll speak about it, this match a little bit more. Panathinaikos 2, Aik 1. We'll go, Antoni. How'd you say that, bud? Oh, Because you've got a big that... smile from ear to ear here, mate. So. <laughs> that made my whole weekend. It made my whole week. Um it was, it was a good performance overall. Uh, you know, last week I was concerned that after the Panatolikos win, maybe we're, we were going to come out kind of flat or, you know, this team is up and down. But that was very promising. We dominated the game. We won 2-1. Uh, we could have scored maybe one or two more goals. Overall, I mean, a good performance from Alexandropoulos. Uh, Zagaritis was good as well. Makeda as well. I owe him, I owe him that, uh, that he did well. I'm always yeah. criticizing him, but I'll give it to him. He did well. Uh, and I think finally Panathinaikos is going to kind of turn it around, hoping for the second half of the season we turn it around like uh, Kutz told me. Our second half of the season will uh, we'll hopefully improve under Bologna. Well, I want to know what Nick's opinion is. Yeah, that. let's jump to Nico. How'd you say it, mate? 
Kudz actually told me the same thing as well. I'll just Theo start Kudz. with that. Yes, with Theo Kudz. Yeah. I was very happy with it. The only frustrating part of this was we could have been three or four nil up at half time, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, Mauricio missed a huge chance very early on in the opening minutes. Hadziovani also squandered a decent chance. Um, last week, we spoke about what kind of formation and you know plan A and plan B, and I said I'd like to see him change it up, even though we won last week, change it up to a 4 3 3 play the three central midfielders and really try squeeze Ike out of it. Like give ourselves a platform from the middle, push hard and kick on from there. And he played the trio of Kurbelis, Alexandropoulos with Mauricio. And I think it really worked. And that was our plan B. We, we, you know, we moved away from the two strikers and we came off a win. So I was really happy with Bologna for doing that. It's not easy to make a call like that coming off a win. Yeah, um, look, yeah, we did very well. Yeah, um, Andoni touched on you know, Zagaritis and Alexandropoulos. Also, Lucas was he, he was at the forefront again. Hadziovanis, you know, good assist as well. Yeah, good, good win. Look, I, I, I just from my point of view, I know you guys have been pretty critical of the side, and rightly so. I guess you, you watch more and you, you follow them more more intimately than than I do, but. You know, you're sitting fifth now. Now, yeah, you've played more games, but you've got a great goal difference. So it's, you know, I, I I didn't see the doom and gloom that you guys saw, but um, look, you know, good look, to see. He was criticised for the use of his bench, which I think is a bit harsh because I just don't think our depth is there compared to the other big big sides in the comp. Yeah, he brought on yeah. a Yub who had a shocker. Now he's apparently been linked with a move away. Surely Buzukis offers more than him. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Craig, let's go to you, mate, as it's uh, your team. He uh, just capped off uh, a horrible, horrible week for Ayak. Um, uh, Panathinaikos always comes out really strong against us, and they they absolutely well. They started off well. They should have had a couple of uh, goals early on. Um, then we got back into the game a little bit, but we couldn't really. We didn't really. Uh, trouble Pana, Pana that much but uh, it just highlights again our, our defence how, how horrible it is you saw in the Panathinaikos game the corners that Panathinaikos would bring in would pretty much get through all the eight defence to a until someone gets you know a loose ball and that's 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 consistent that's been consistent in Europe and in, in, in the big games so and I've said it from the earlier on our defence has been we've got pretty ordinary defenders there's one thing I wasn't too impressed about with our transfers our defence and that's starting to come true now. Uh, it was Varnas, Nidalescao, Khnid, um, and Bakakis. Bakakis, uh, he didn't play in this game, but um, uh, he's been horrible. Um, we're just we're, we're a slow team, and any team that plays against us with pace is catching us out. Uh, we've got slow central midfielders in Kristicic and Shankov, uh, and that gets caught out. And um, in Sua, who I was pretty excited with, uh, that came from Panathinaikos, uh, has probably been quite ordinary. Um, uh, so combine that with Zvarnas and Nedelescaru in the middle who've been ordinary themselves, we're getting caught out and we're playing a lot of teams into form. We've totally played Panathinaikos into form um, and a lot of questions have been asked now of Carrera. Milisanidis has come out and said he's going to support him. Um, but if he keeps making some of these, uh, you know, he took off Tankovic at halftime, one of our better players and left Livaya on the wing, we will completely... We didn't threaten at all on the wings until Garcia came on. Um, and Mahieras is probably another player we need to utilize a bit more. But overall, it just kept topped off a, a horrible uh, week for Ajax after the European loss as well. So let's unpack that a little bit there. So um, because you guys, 
you know, you, you bought some players in the transfer window. So do you think it's going to be a busy transfer window in, in the Christmas break or, and if so, who would you like? What, what position do you think? It may be, we have to, to focus on defense. It has to be defense. We need to get really good center backs. We've got very mediocre center backs. Um, you know, uh, I don't want to pick on Zvarnas, but like I said, I don't think he's like material. Uh, he's probably a mid table Greek team material. Uh, we need to get a gun. We need to get a gun. And hopefully Vranjes, uh, there's talks that Vranjes is uh, going to come back from, uh, from Belgium, back to Ajax. I would probably take him in a heartbeat. Um, and if we can get another good defender or centre back, that would be fantastic. And we probably need to look at a goalkeeper as well. Chitondas has been he's been okay, but in these big games, uh, we've you know again we'll talk about the European game a little later. But he's getting caught out in some of these big games. So you know a, a class centre, a world class centre back would be great, or a very good centre back or, or two. Uh, also, a right back would be great as well. Uh, you know, our wing backs and our wing backs eleven new players. <laughs> Just defense, man. We got to we got to pick up another hey, defense. Uh, defense. Uh, soccer, this is available. You know, I was going to say, yeah. Like, he's a fly like come home. Yeah. Well, Melissa, if you can open the well, the checkbook, that'll be great. Yeah, he's a bit of a tight ass. Just yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, yeah, but he's pumping the money into the stadium, so uh, I think we'll give him a break until that. <laughs> Look, to, to his credit, he did put he put <laughs> a bit of money in this this off season, but he was on attacking players, and but it's our defense has been uh, we've we've bought some ordinary players there. Uh, another guy called Knid, a Tunisian international, him and the Romanian uh, Nedelskaru who've been brought in, they've both been ordinary. Combine that with Zvarnas, combine that with Shugrinski, who's uh, thirty three. It's not good enough. Yeah. I've heard about the Tunisian defender that he's unhappy at Ike from a Tunisian news report. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's true or not, because that's just Tunisian media just, just you no, know, probably making up stories. I'm not too sure if that's manage, true. Yeah, apparently his manager came out saying he, he would like to get more game time. And he started he got, he got started the European game against Braga and um, he pretty much cost us the first goal. So yeah. uh, he, he's, he's okay. He's, he's, again, nothing... No, we got Nothing these guys special. can't clear headers. They're, they're they're very ordinary players. Well, you've hit a bit of a bad patch, um, but the Pile Boys are happy today. So um, yeah, we'll see how we go before Christmas. See if <laughs> you're gonna see what happens because uh, yeah, you were looking good at the start of the season. I remember you talking up how um, you've got you know Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, and they're very interchangeable. And the coach has been very um, forward in using different styles when. It, it, during games as well. So I don't think the wheels have fallen off, but just maybe uh, you've hit just a bit of a bad patch there and you don't know how to get yourselves out of it. We'll see. Uh, last match of the round. Panetolikos uh, 2, Larissa 1. Come on, Michael. Michael. How'd you see it, mate? How'd I see it? I, I, I expected a loss and yes, we lost 2-1. And just a message to the Super League. Can we please not have Monday night games? Honestly, can we just have it Saturday, Sunday? That's there's, it. It's there's not no too crowds much to now, so They just want to pump it through TV. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, to, for the match. I wouldn't worry about that now, Michael. Let's yeah, talk about the for match, the, mate. For the match? Yeah, that's what I was going to get into, the match. Yeah. Uh, it's just the same old story. We, we just struggle to score. And Benakas, for the past few games now, ever since the new coach has come in, Yanis Tatsis, has dropped Benakas to the bench. And he's, continue, he's now starting to start Dermashai, who I think has been really poor, and he's just holding up the attack. Yeah. And for this match, we had uh, quite a few injuries. We had Mikhail out, Platelas out. Uh, not sure what he has. I think it's a thigh injury. 
Should be out for a couple of weeks or so. I'm not too sure. Mila Saljevic is another big loss. Um, I think he should be back next game. But then again, it's just it's just the same old story. We just can't get on the attack and score. I think we have more chances than Panatolikos' game, uh, except that Panatolikos was just more clinical. And both goals came from Nikos Vergos. Yep, excellent. Of course, <laughs> Starlet, Real Madrid, Starlet, Bao, Starlet. Yeah. Starting to find his... Uh... <laughs> In a Hungary, and not, Hungarian starlet as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not had, yeah, ten shot, yeah, ten shots on goal. Um, yeah. Six on target, four four off target. Uh, compared to their three on target and one, and they got the two goals. So it's a bit of a bit of a downer. Now you guys are second last on the table. So uh, oh no, yeah, sorry, yeah, second last on the table with a minus ten goal differential. So um, according to Gordias, we're still going to make Europe. Well, you've got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. Uh, when he appointed <laughs> when he appointed this coach, Yanis Tatsis, he said, we've appointed Tatsis to go in Europe. The, th- yeah, okay, the thing me. that you've got going for yourselves, as crazy as that talk is, is Atromitos is holding six spot and they're on minus four goal difference. 14 points, minus four. You're on six. So you're eight points off them. So it's a, it's a, obviously it's a big turnaround there. But the goal difference is a bit shocking when the league splits in half um, past Banathne, of course. So. Except that... The, except that we're going to have four teams in Europe next year. How are we going to finish top four? Well, I think I think maybe top six, and then he's uh, has a bit of a dream there. So uh, I guess what's he going to uh, say? I guess you can't say. Listen, we're getting relegated. We're going to be playing Panionios in the uh, in the amateur league. So because I can see him walking away. To be honest, if you guys get relegated, I hope he does. Yeah. Like, if anything more backwards this season was going back to Alcazar, and then it's just yeah. it's just having an effect on us. Well, let's hope uh, for better things for your sake, mate. Um, all right, so that's a wrap-up for the league, guys. We'll just run through the uh, table there. Olympia, of course, sit on top spot on 25 points. Balk um, have jumped up to second on 24. Artis, 23 points. Aik have dropped down to fourth on 19 points. Pathnaikos uh, have jumped to fifth on 15 points. Atromitos, sixth on 14 points. Volos, 7th, 13. Asteras on 12 points. Ofi are on 12 points as well, along with Basianina, who are on 12 points. All three clubs, um, Bas has a better goal difference, which is zero. So, um, interesting one. Oh, they played one more game there. Uh, Apollon, 9 points. Panetolikos, 7. Larissa, 6. And Lamia, 2, with a minus 13 goal difference. So, I think it's... a uh, time for them to really step it up or uh i've got an interesting start on artist though yes hit us before for we the move fir- on for the first time in 47 years they have gone undefeated in five consecutive away games artists oh well done. Artists. yep oh good on them good on the club so it shows how it shows how they've recruited well this season we they, don't even yeah. know it. yeah they came up yeah they yeah yeah, they they're actually well. they're actually unlucky to draw to Atromitos. They dominated that game, and I know Atromitos went two 0 up. But Aris was they 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 had the measure of that game. They just didn't convert the early chances. Yeah. No. Oh, well, they're going well. They're doing all the right things. I think they were talking about a stadium ages ago. I don't know what what's deal with that. I guess it's media talk. We'll probably hear about it again. I want to give Kutz another shout out because he had told me in the summertime that Aris did some good scouting and that they were going to be a, a team to watch. So, again, shout out to Coots. This guy really knows. He knows his football, Coots. Should get him on. <laughs> yeah, he should. 
We should. All right. Um, so that's the round for this week, guys. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Champions League. Um, Steve, go for it. Oh, man. There's not many times over the last like year that I felt sick after watching a game. I put this on Twitter as well. Uh, the yeah. last time was probably when we lost to Spurs 4-2. But honestly, I felt so sick after that game. I, I, yeah. I couldn't believe that we lost that. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, at first when when we when Camara scored, it was a great goal. Great, I think it was actually up for goal of the week in uh, in the Champions League, which was nice. Yeah. I guess that was our consolation for losing that game. Um, and then you know, second half it all goes to pot. Freaking uh, Cisse, um, it's not. I think it, it, on on upon looking back at it, it was a penalty. But it was a oh, harsh definitely. decision. Yeah, it was. It was a soft penalty. But I, I, at the end of the day, it, it was what it was. And Hayat scored a nice penalty. Oh, the first and one. Then, the first one was a penalty. Oh, no, no. Doubt. Yeah, but but the second one, I I couldn't believe it. I, I saw he he put his hands up to his face, Rafinha, when the ball made contact with his hands, and not only that, his feet were clearly outside the box. I don't know if the rule, I know the rule has cha changed in June, but I don't know if that, I mean, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if, if the rule changed to that, um, you know, you get a penalty from being outside the box now as opposed to being inside the box. But that, that was a questionable decision. Like that, that was a free kick. That was not a penalty. Do you know, <laughs> the, the issue that I had with that, because I was, I was with you, I, I just had a shocking day and it just really ruined my whole day because the game in Australia is, at 7am so it's perfect yeah um for me to get up and watch it uh it's not so fact okay the referee was right there okay he put his hands up now the whole thing's debatable because of the rules there's the whole rule interpretation on defending yourself and not defending yourself i mean and it was the, the ball was rocketing in and it was just to me it was reactionary rather than intentionally trying to block the shot with his hand so that's one but the second one where I understand is the ref was right in front of it and he said free kick and then yeah, he gave VAR, the decision. He and gave then VAR that decision and came then VAR in pulled it back. And then just and he didn't even dispute it. He's like, not nah, penalty, as opposed to just going to the screen. I'm like, mate, you're right in front of it. You can see this. How is this TV screen? You know, is, uh, have they got 3D angles and they, they're rotating them around to find he, the player in? It's not a, it's because not from the stuff that we saw on TV, he. It's inconclusive that he was in or out, but well, it's, you're it's, right there, referee. Have some balls, man. Well, it's not even like he was unsure about the decision and VAR brought it back and said, oh, no, this is a penalty. He, he made, he, he made, he made right, the call. Right then and there, there was no hesitation. He went bang, free kick right there. Um, and even... Yeah. And then, you know, there was a couple of questionable... Um, Questionable fouls in the box uh, and Marseille's box towards the end of the game that probably was should have been given as a penalty as well when Steve Mandanda, I believe, hit, yeah. like punched somebody in the face. Yeah. Um, but Look, I, but at the same time, like we weren't we weren't that great in the second half either. Like El Arabi was flat. Um, Fortunis, they were cut. They were they were preventing Fortunis. To be fair to them, they were preventing Fortunis to creating anything. Look, they played well. They, they played well in the second well. half. I, I I can't take away their, their player. I, VAR in out. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't like it. Uh, it. It's there to stay. My question is, 
is the, we need to just find some common ground. Now, if a referee makes a call and he's standing right there and the video, it, uh, that's inconclusive to me, whether he's standing in or out. But if the referee is a metre away and he's looking at it straight away and goes, bang, that's a free kick, just deal with it. Move, move away. I mean, refer, he gave him a yellow card. So straight away, it was yeah. bang, it was bang, free kick, yellow card. There you go. So that's it. Well, there's no, and all of a sudden, VAR has to step in. Why didn't they step in last week when um, Drago copped the, uh, the the head, the, the arm, and the face to yeah. pull away Man City's goal because it was Man City? Well, look, I don't want to go down there because that opens up a whole can of worms. But yeah, and at the end of the day, know, the result stands like they're not gonna, you know, even if Olympiagos disputed it, yeah, with UEFA, it's anyway. not gonna get changed. It, we have we'll, to. We'll move simply, on. Simply, we have we have to beat Porto. It's, it's as simple as that. That's it. We need to get a result against Porto. Um, if Marseille beat, um. Yeah, if if it goes head, if, if it goes if, if it goes head to head, if if oh. we if if ourselves and Marseille end up on the same points for whatever reason, we go through. Um, you know what? After this whole Champions League campaign, the way it's gone, I ain't putting any money on anything. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, Greg, continuing on with some shockers, mate. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Braga in Athens. Uh, as I expected, we will lose and we lost. Um, you know, a game where there was a bit of hope that would put on a good performance after that embarrassing loss to the Ukrainians uh, the previous week. We lost, uh, we were down uh, three, 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 we considered three goals just in the first half. We've considered nine goals in our last three games, which is uh, ridiculously bad. As I said, we've got tragic defenders. The first goal, uh, you'll be surprised if you look at the eight goals, how many goals we concede where the attacker is, uh, unchallenged. And in the first goal, Kinnead lost his player. He got a free uh, header in, scored. Bakakis got absolutely owned by Galeno, the Brazilian uh, winger for Braga. Um, in the second goal, he, he burnt Bakakis. He then nutted uh, Chitondas and uh, they had an easy tap into goal. Um, Oliveira missed a sitter on top of that. So, um, you know, most teams are scoring some decent goals and we're missing uh, very easy chances. And that, I think that's probably a uh, Bit of a theme for Greek teams in Europe in general, um, and then you know we 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 pulled that goal back at the end. But uh, all in all, um, we're just uh, like I said, our defence is not up for these bigger teams, bigger uh, bigger games. So uh, that just sums it up. We were, you know, we, yeah. we we did some things okay in attack because we got some good players, but it just wasn't good enough. And uh, this is just a, an embarrassing European run for Ajax. Our, our European record is, in especially in Europa League, is, is tragic. So. It was um, it was it was just misery, I guess, for all Ike fans watching that game. Yeah. yeah, this current Ike side has to be the, the worst Greek side defensively ever in Europe. Braga didn't even work for the goals; maybe the only for the fourth. No, the fourth they, they, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, the fourth. Yeah, that was, that was the first three. Like, why wouldn't you have someone on the post for the corners for the first one? Uh, yeah, like I said, we, we, we have struggled to uh, defend corners. Uh, these guys, Knid, Svarnas, Nedaleskaru, they're, they're very ordinary defenders and they're getting caught out big time. If no one's on the post, generally it's because the keeper doesn't want them there. They, they want them to just either mark space or they're, they're confident in them themselves. But yeah, The keeper had a shocker too, like really bad. Well, yeah. yeah, his European games have been really bad. And that's why I said uh, we need to look at, we need to look at centre-backs and we need to look at a goalkeeper that's a uh, next level to, to Chitontas, who was the backup for Vargas, let's not forget. Yeah. Um, he's a good keeper, but in these bigger games, he's getting caught out. And that second goal, 
him and Bakakis were both uh, left with egg on their face. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the other depressing match. Falk uh, went down 2-1 to Ammonia. Uh, uh, Michael, you want to grab this one? Embarrassing. Yep. Embarrassing. Yep. Like, yep. They caught Omonia, the goal. Ammonia was, was without a win since October. And their first win is against Balk. Balk dominated this match. There's no question about it. Yep. It's just about them being clinical up front. They just wasted a lot of chances. But I must say their goal, Solis, it was wonderfully worked with the great teamwork. Um, I think that's one of the best Balk goals this season, in my opinion. But again, it's just um, they've been caught out defensively, Balk. It's just that's how Omonia scored their goals. And that was the first case in the in the home match again, in Dumba, how Omonia came from the left side and they whipped in the cross and they scored. So it was the same case in yeah. this in this game too. And it just ends off another disastrous week for Greek football. Two weeks in a row. It's yeah. just embarrassing. Yeah, look, it's... Antoni, you've got some uh, bulk uh, family. How do they see it? Well, you know, I haven't had the chance to ask my Papu yet, but I'm <laughs> sure he's, he's a pessimistic bulk fan. So uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he saw this coming, but that was pretty uh, rough. I didn't know that Omonia, that was their first win since October, yeah. and it had to come against Balk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They beat up well this morning. Yeah, yeah 3-0. I was, say, I was literally just going to bring that up. They beat yeah. Abuel and they absolutely smashed them. This yeah, means that yeah. Abuel have been terrible this season. Paul, Paul been brought them into form. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Greg. I'm just going to say, I think, uh, yeah. the, uh, you know, this horrible Greek league uh, team form in Europe is probably a reflection on some of the competition in the local leagues. I've been watching a fair few games the last few weeks and uh, the uh, some of the, t- the just the general play in our league at the moment, even compared to last year, is extremely low. There are some teams that are doing very little, like this La Mia, Panetolikos, uh, Asteras, Atromitos. These guys are offering very little in terms of um, putting defences under pressure and offering attack in play. Yeah. So that is probably starting to catch up to the uh, Olympiakos, Pauka against oh, the opposition. Absolutely. I mean, but then the flip side to that is, you know, uh, the, the Cypriot League, I couldn't imagine exactly. would be much That's better. Right. And then we're yeah. still losing no. to these teams. So, look, uh, we'll just we'll, we'll cut it there. We've got uh, the, the, the three games are coming up this week. Olympiakos has a chance to progress through to uh, the uh, Europa League if they fall on the same points as Marseille through whatever results both teams get. Uh, Balk and Aik um, are out officially. So all we can ask for is hopefully the teams, all three teams get three wins uh, and just pump up a bit of points in the in the coefficient rating for, uh, for the Nations League or whatever the new competition is going to be called next year. So anyway, conference, league. conference yeah, league, yeah, the conference the league. Conference league uh, yeah. yeah, playing against uh, fallen giants from Hungary and, and uh, Yugoslavia. Anyway, let's move on to uh, bigger and well, bigger and better things with regards to the ethnic ill mother. The draw came out this morning, uh, or today, depending on what time it is for uh, for you. Our group is Spain, Sweden, ourselves, Georgia, and Kosovo. Nico, yes. What do you think? I'm worried. Why? I'm worried. Kosovo, we can't take them lightly. It was only a couple of months ago we drew blank against them. We couldn't beat them. Um, we've lost to worse sides than Georgia in the past. 
Sweden won't fear us at all, and Spain is Spain. Ibra potentially coming yeah. back. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, John Van Schip between now and March, he has to settle on a best 11. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be thing for one. Anyway, we'll go, we'll go to Antoni. We'll get everyone's opinion and we'll hit up some uh, questions that have come our way. Antoni, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Nick. I'm actually a little bit concerned, if I'm being honest. And uh, funnily enough, I mean, Spain is, you know, on paper, they're the, the most dangerous team, but I'm actually most scared of Sweden. Uh, if anything with the Ethnic Omada, I feel like we, we turn it up against these really big powerhouse teams. But Sweden has got a, a you know, a pretty good, they're like a perennial qualif- qualification team. Uh, Kosovo, we couldn't beat them. Uh, we've lost to worse sides like uh, against Georgia. So I don't know. I, I'm not feeling confident. Hopefully the other boys are more optimistic, but I'm not confident, honestly, yeah. guys. Greg, how do you say it? Uh, look, I think whatever the draw was going to be, people are going to have the same reaction. The draw was pretty much what I expected. And I think it's actually, it's not a bad draw, um, but it's up to John Van Schip now to take rein and look at his, I mean, this is a perfect, the, the platform is set for him. He's had the the Nations League. We saw what happened there. We saw where we can be better. We saw what our strengths were. This group is perfect for us to sort of grow on our strengths, uh, where the football we're playing at the moment and the chances we're creating. But it's time now to to make the changes to improve and start scoring those critical goals, especially against the likes of Kosovo and the Georgia. Yeah. So I'm not so worried about in the sense of, you know, we've lost the worst sides in Georgia in the past. We're, we're a very different team now. We're playing much better football. It's about um, converting our chances and what we do around that. So that's it's that's, it's all about that for me. Not a nice roast on Bakakis as well. <sighs> We can't see Bakaki sat right back for uh, this campaign. <laughs> Check out if, uh, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, look on Greg's Twitter, guys. He, uh, <laughs> he, he called him Captain Obvious, which was true yeah, anyway. Uh, Michael. Uh, it's not the it's not the bad not Bakaki, sorry, Bakasetas. What am I talking about? Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry, guys. I've got too many names on my head. <laughs> Bakasetas. Sorry, sorry, Bakaki. Well, you can you can get it too anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Michael, go for it. No, I was just going to say it's not a bad draw and it's not a good draw. I think it's going to be it's just going to be who's going to go for second because I think Kosovo has potential. You know, be, I think Nick mentioned it. We we drew um, nil all in Athens, and that was against the depleted uh, Kosovo side. That thirteen players out. Yeah. Um, I think they'll cause us trouble. They'll also cause Sweden trouble and potentially Spain as well. You just never know with Kosovo, uh, Sweden. As Nick said, they won't fear us. And as they've shown in the past, they are a strong team. It doesn't matter who's in that squad. You may not know the player. Even if it's Ibrahimovic in that side, they will still just come up come up strong against you. They've done that against England, for example. We remember yeah. that like eight years ago. And Spain, they've got a young side, actually, um, with Luis Enrique. He's pretty much... Um, uh, removed all these veterans from the squad and he's now bleeding in all these young players that have never gotten the chance or, you know, have been given a chance, but never really got on with the national team of Spain. So yeah. that's kind of like us with Greece, with John Van Skip. He's bl- bringing in new blood, but don't forget, we, we know Spain are much more quality than us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's quite obvious, but Georgia, um, nothing to worry about. But all I know is that Georgia four years ago, uh, beat Spain one nil in a friendly. You yeah. just never know. Yeah, Steve. How do you uh, say it, Steve? I mean, 
on on paper this this looks like a I'm, i mean again like with greece on paper as well this looks like a, a qualifying group that we could potentially come second spain there's no chance like there's no way we're going to get a result against spain in either game the crucial game for us is going to be away in sweden that's the one that we have to make sure we try we have to make sure we win but at the same time we could so easily drop points against maybe not georgia but certainly kosovo we could drop points against maybe not lose but draw um and I, I'm 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 hopeful because this is the perfect opportunity, like like Greg said, for for um, the ethnic gear to not make the same mistakes that they did in the Nations League and try and push on from the progression that we did make to a certain extent in the Nations League. Um, but this could also be a group where we could make the same mistakes and finish third. Yeah. So let's see. Look, yeah, I mean, I, I share a lot of your sentiments, guys. I, I think Spain will uh, will mop the group up quite comfortably. Um, and if we play our cards right, second spot will be between us and uh, Sweden. I, I I don't fear Kosovo as much. I mean, yeah, we've played, you know, we haven't whatever with them recently. Um, but, you know, let's be honest, Georgia and Kosovo, we should be beating them and we should beat them. Um, you know, Van Ship's had enough time in the, in the helm to know that uh, these games, what they mean and how we should just go out there and just do, do a job on them. We didn't, we didn't get that second bite of the cherry with uh, the Nations League. So it's, it's, it's added, it's added um, ammunition for us to just go and beat them. Now I'll quickly go to Nico before we move on to um, some of the questions there. So Nico, you've read and read and understood and gone through, how does this work now for, you know, top spot obviously goes in second spot in the group i'm going to leave it all to you go for it, it took a while i took a few times to read it and you know digest it look spain in our case is going to dominate our group as we've all said so but you got 10 groups the 10 group winners get automatic entry then you have 10 runners up they go in like a second phase in this second phase though it's not just the 10 sides you get two sides from the nations league that won their group now, what happens if so those Nation League sides, sorry, yeah. win yeah. the group? So the pot A sides will get the first bite at the cherry, but let you assume, you know, they'll make it. So then it falls down to the next, like a Slovenia could potentially. So, so I mean, I don't know what group Slovenia They edged us. Slovenia edged us. Here's, a, que here's a question, though, and I don't know if you can answer it. If Slovenia, who won our group, I don't know what group they're in, but let's just assume they win their World Cup group. Yeah. What happens there? The team ranked underneath Slovenia will get it. So we That's have, us. so we have like this, like really fine possibility. I'm finishing second in our nations league, or I mean, don't answer it if you don't know. You don't, yeah. I'm not sure. I think yeah, maybe I'm it, wrong. Maybe Michael knows. I thought then they would look at Group D winners. Yeah, so it's so. I believe it's that's so, correct. Yeah, but so they, so they, Faroe Islands will, will get that chance. I think instead of us. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh, there you go. That, that's how low we've fallen. So it's about <laughs> as clear. Okay. So it's about as clear as much. So continue on, Nico. Sorry, so you've man. You've got the ten winners that get automatic entry. You've got yep. the ten runners up that go in the second phase. Then you get these two Nations League sides that get luck Whichever. on their side. Yep. So then you get twelve sides. From those twelve sides, you then break it down into three groups of four. But you don't play all of those teams once. I think it's, but it's. I believe it's on the seedings, so there'll be seeded and unseeded sides. Mm -hmm. um, we'll face. Let's say if we get second, so we have to get past Sweden first. Let's say if we get second, 
will have to face someone in what's called the semi-final. So there's path A, path B, and path C. We'll be in any one of those. We have to win that semi. Then we progress to the final. It's worth noting that the semi is only one leg, and so is the final. So the traditional home and away has been scrapped. And so if we win our semi, we go to the final, we win the final, we qualify for Qatar 2022. Okay. Well These done, games, Wefa. Well done. Those games well are going to be held, yeah. Those games are going to be held March, March 2022. March 2022. All right. All right. Um, the other thing, so what it is, it's yep. so you, you get three groups, path A, path B, path C. Whoever wins their respective path qualifies to join the 10 group stage winners. For me, moral of the story is, 13 teams for Europe in a 32-team tournament isn't enough. Yeah. Just well, to quickly confirm, George, uh, yes. Slovenia are in Croatia's group with Slovakia, Russia, Malta, and Cyprus. So, uh, yeah. There so, you go. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Cyprus have no chance. So Let's, let's hope Cyprus can do it. You never know. They had the shocking Nations League, so they might step it up. Um, all right. We've got, we've got a whole heap of questions, guys. So, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll read through them all and we'll give a shout out to the people that um, has hit us up. So, uh, Hashtag Hellas Footy Pod if you want to chuck a question at us and we'll try our best to answer it, or you can reply to one of our posts uh, that we put up uh, prior to the uh, podcast getting recorded every um, every week. Okay, first question on Instagram from Sotiris underscore Romas fourteen. Now, if it's a question or more of a statement, but I'll read it out here. Uh, only chance is getting second and having enough points for playoff in which we will. <laughs> get drawn against Norway and lose 7 in aggregate in which Haaland will score every goal. So we're not making the World Cup. Um, so this is, yeah, it's tough. Let's hope um, let's hope we uh, don't put ourselves in a stage like that. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to share your, I share your sentiments, but let's let's see if we can get the job done. And, and if we do finish second, avoid a team with uh, a uh, striker of that calibre. We're going to need to take as an absolute must 12 points from those two games home and away against uh, Georgia and Kosovo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Bakasetta said. Yeah. Yeah. Great captain. Great captain. (laughs) Anything less than 12 points in those games, we're finished. Yeah, then absolutely. Because they because Spain and North and Sweden are gonna yeah. get them. So yeah, we need to then, get those. Points. Then we have to match Sweden like head to head or beat them in Greece and draw away. Yeah. All right. Uh next question from John Vamianakis. Uh and uh, at J underscore Vams uh, on Twitter, uh, best shot the ethnic E has is second place. This team is on the rise. Sweden and Spain are the predicted top two of this group, but Greece can pull off an upset if they can finish off playoffs in the final third. Uh, plenty of time to practice. Let's hope it pays off. Yeah, John, you know, who wants to grab this one? Greg, what do, I mean, second place is up for grabs. Um, but do you reckon we can pull off an upset? It all comes down to, um, like I said before, whether we, we we make up for our shortcomings, which is uh, scoring goals. But I guess the other big thing is we're going our defense is going to get tested against much better opposition this time round. So, in my ideal world, and this won't happen, Manolas and Silva must come back and start at centre back. Um, so I guess that you know the slight unknown quantity we're going to have this time is. Playing against the likes of Spain and Sweden, uh, you know, with Hazidiakos and Zavellas, you know, Hazidiakos are do right, but um, you know, 
uh, and then we're left, left back, we're pretty good. But then who's going to play right back against quality opposition? So, um, you know, if we can find good answers to that, um, absolutely we have a chance for second place. And um, just the overall uh, approach that uh, we've had to games since uh, Van Schip has taken over has given me that, um, that uh, I guess, hope of, um, you know, doing something special. We don't, we're, like, the, the rhetoric, I don't think our team are scared of anyone. I don't think, man for man, I don't think they're scared of any player. I think the issues with our team is man for man, we're probably simply not good enough um, for for some of these bigger nations. But, um, you know, every dog has its day, so you never know what can pop up. That's um, us, though, if you get what I mean. Absolutely, we, yeah. We, we faced, not, not so much the underdog mentality, but we faced poorer, weaker sides, and the onus was on us to come out and play, and we couldn't break them down. Yeah, and we end up now winning we are going to face. Yeah. yeah, we're going to face stronger sides, and our defence will be put under the pump. But will that suit us where we can sit back, maybe you know, back our defence and hit them on the break? That the thing, the thing that with play. those teams back then, Nick, or as you as you know, is that we had some really strong characters in the, in those teams, and you know that could carry the whole team on their back. Yeah, it's critical to find the centre back, long term centre back partner for Khadzidiakos, and nail down a starting right back. So, um, do you reckon they all? Uh, you know, one of the guys said this today um, that it would be good that if they go on one of these football variety shows, JVS gets Manolas, gets Silvas, gets Socrates. And, you know, they've obviously done their little talk beforehand, but they, they just come on and say, look, for the good of the team, we've nutted out our differences. We all come in, we're all going to play, you know, assuming that we're fit and ready and, and, you know, playing well for our club. Ideally, that would be great. I can't see that happening. I, I to be honest, can't see any of those guys coming back in the fold because, uh, let's face it, if they were to come back now and they played in this World Cup and, you know, predictably we came third or fourth in our group, they would get blamed for it, whether it was their fault or not in the team. What should have happened is they should have played, in, they should have been brought back into the Nations League where the group was a very winnable group and you could have eased them through that and we could have potentially even topped that group. I think personally, guys, especially guys like Manolas, absolute hiding to nothing were you know, if he uh, comes back into the fold and we don't, you know, we, we lose. We start losing matches, regardless of his form. He could be the best player on the field. I can guarantee you he'll be the one that cops it first. So, um, all right, next question. Uh, Alki, at Alki, double I and double underscore there. A-L-K-I-I underscore underscore on, um, on Twitter. JVS... True test here. We've seen the improvements in the system somewhat, but this is but this is where his management will really come into play with a manageable group. So, I mean, Alki thinks the group is manageable, which it is. Um, you know, there's no reason why we, we shouldn't be aiming, uh, absolutely aiming for second spot and even try to jag maybe a result against the, the Spaniards. Um, Stephen, what do you think? Uh, you reckon, think- um, you know, is it, it's... Now it's the JVS is time to shine, but um, do you really think things are going to change? It is, um, and that's the crucial thing. Is he going to change his approach to squad management, for example? It is. Are we going to see new faces come in that he actually does want to pick in the national team? Um, and are, are players going to play out of position again? And the answer is probably 
You know, we're probably still going to see attacking midfielders play out on the wing because we put Bacasetas uh, attacking midfield and that saps all of our creativity in the middle of the park. Um, I, 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 I think that it's... It's gonna that that could be the it might not even be the results that we get on the pitch that's decisive as to whether we get through to the World Cup or not. It's whether John Van Ship is willing to make yeah. changes when necessary. Yeah, perfect, perfectly said. All right, uh, next question uh, by Chield Kiriako at Chokentus. I don't know how do you say it? Chokentus. Uh, he's got a photo of uh, a young uh, K-Pap. Now he's playing, so you never know. He might be back in the in the mix. He's not even thirty years old. So, um, but his question is, it, by, by sorry, he's on Twitter as well. Group isn't as hard as everyone is making it out to be. If we can stop stupid experimenting like the centre backs at fullback, and just be at our best, I think we'll be able to get second spot. Michael, do you share those same sentiments? Hundred percent on the money. I was just, I was, I lost it. It was that game against Kosovo where John Van Skip played Hadzi Diakos at right back instead of um, Lazarus Rota. I lost it when I saw the lineup. I was just like, please just win. And guess what happened? We couldn't even convert our chances. I remember one point in the match where Livnios uh, ordered uh, Hadzi Diakos to overlap him. Hadzi Diakos didn't make that run and Livnios just decided to pass it back. Even Fortunis uh, was getting animated at Hadzi Diakos too. And the same thing. If we continue, when when we have a lack of right-back options, uh, for example, if one is injured during the break and we have one at his disposal and he's not using him, that is poor game management in my opinion. So we got he's got to stop doing that, John Van Skip, and use his options. Yeah. Steve? Um, I think that he... I, I understand why he's trying to play a full-back at centre-back. It's not just because we haven't got... Well, we have got the options, but he chooses not to call them up it's because he wants a ball player in the middle of the park along with a stopper on uh, next to him but then there's no point in doing that if you're going to sap the creativity that we would have on the fullbacks and replace it with a center back you might as well sacrifice the creativity have two stoppers and just have your fullbacks being the focal point of the great creativity and running up and down the field rather than playing out to the Yakos on the <laughs> right back and just yeah. having him kind of sat there like a lump when he should really be a center back where he's which is his natural position. Which is his natural position, that's right. Yeah. And this is why we need uh, the likes of Yanis Masuras and uh, Lazarus Roto. As I said, he's not a bad player as everyone makes it out to be. He's he's a young player and he's developing. Give him a chance. Yeah. John Van Skip has to do it. And Yanis Masuras, I hope to see him in the fold too. And potentially Bulldog. Let's yeah, see what well, happens. Let's yeah. see if he gets his um uh paperwork done. Well, let's see if our insider info came, comes good. Um, just quickly, uh, just game's only... Yeah, no, go, go on. Go, Steve. So I was just going to say, quick, just to quickly touch on, on Masuras, he's, he's, he's really changing people's opinions. He's doing well in Poland. I think he's giving himself the best possible opportunity to come back to it. Yeah. He, he, he made a team of the yeah. week as well. Team he's of doing the, fantastic yeah, he's, doing, he's doing really he's doing well fantastic. for himself. If he can just sort out his mentality as a, as a player and not do any silly things like he was doing uh, Larissa, then yeah. I, well, I think he's got all, yeah. you know, the, the the pieces are falling well in the puzzle at Olympia, of course, with our fullbacks. So um, if you're yeah. playing well, you never know what, uh, what can come out for him. All right, next question by John Bagakis uh, at ba- Bagak82 um, on Twitter. One question, I always have this, 
I always have. Can we score some goals? Nico, can we score some goals? <laughs> There's no magic answer for this, but we're going to have to try something different. We've touched on it in previous episodes, change of formation, uh, probably a bit of luck as well. Just hope someone informed by then. I was going to say before, the first games are in March, so we've got three months. You we know what it is? Find it... some form, maybe change of formation, go two up front against Georgia and Kosovo. We, we can't score more than two goals. It's, it's, ju- it's just our luck that we've got two strikers that are in form, um, in Funtas and uh, Yakumakis, and I can't really see them pairing, being paired up together. Well, there's, in, ba- there's Bavlidis as well. Bavlidis Maybe is starting to find some form Maybe. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Thanks for your question, John. Uh, let's go. Next question by uh, Kozani123 on uh, Twitter. What is the status of the right-back citizenship? I guess he's talking about George Baldock. Um, and how will Greece manage a Zeka Kudbelis midfield versus Sweden? And will Manolas be brought back? We touched on Manolas. Oh, look, I love to see him back, but I just I can't see him being back in the fold. Um, I'll stick with you, Nico. And we'll, actually, you know, I'll go to Antoni. Antoni, how do you reckon will uh, a Zeka Kudbelis min? midfield will uh, manage against Sweden. Yeah, well, honestly, I think that might be the right uh, way to go, especially if we go back to our traditional style of play. Uh, yeah. Since they're both defensive-minded, they both clean up the, the midfield. Uh, I think I think those two are our best options going forward, especially against Sweden and I think against Spain. When we go against Kosovo and, and Georgia, maybe we should try and switch it up. Van Schip should try and call somebody else up. Maybe Galanopoulos if he's available so we can kind of try and get some tempo and control of the game but for sweden yeah i think zeka and kurbelis are our best bet agreed yeah nico you agree yeah, i mean uh, they're, they're your boys so you's, you watch kurbelis every day and zeka zeka's your boy as well um i, I would actually like prefer to say galanopoulos uh split that combo up and the reason i say that we've seen that combo for a few big games now for a few years now and it's never really delivered anything great for us. I mean, they're a very solid defensively, probably for the Spain game, I'd have them too. But against Sweden, um, again, we, we need to start getting results. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Galanopoulos in there to mix it up a little bit and put some more pressure on Sweden instead of, um, you know, only having four, probably four players trying to attack. I think the, the two players playing so deep uh, hurts us a little bit when we try to attack. Yeah. Even all three for Sweden away. Depends on, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we, yeah. we did it again. The game we were speaking about earlier up with against Ike, we played three, you know, more defensive minded players. It worked a treat. Yeah. Because you want to frustrate, because at home, obviously, the home team always wants to win. So you can frustrate yeah. them and maybe go old school Greece and, you know, hit them with a the counter. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see when. We don't know when the games are. Like, we know the first round of games are March, but we don't know yeah. who we're going to be playing in March. Yeah. Well, uh, let's wait and see who's we'll wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Go from there. All right. Next question by Nick Paralemos. Um, at Nick Paralemos, or one word on uh, Twitter. My question is Will Greece be able to actually make second place for Qatar and make the playoffs? And will they score goals consistently to win matches? Uh, it's a loaded question, Nick. Um, Michael, what do you reckon? Uh, thanks so, to Nick. Thanks to Nick Bartolemos to for giving me the question. Uh, 
Yeah, your and I've passed it on here. Um, yeah, I'll answer his easy. question. Um, all I can say is first is this group is tricky. I said it before. Um, I think anyone can go for second, but let's have our hopes for second place. It, it, this is ours. Um, whether to score consistently. Now that is that's that's a question that's a question asked every international break because we have Pavlidis who is out of form, but now is starting to try and regain his goal scoring form for Willem Tway in Netherlands. Um, let's just hope he finds those boots again because Jakomakis is now <laughs> playing on another another level, I should say. He's now got 12 goals in 13 games in the Netherlands. He's just doing bits there in, for Venlo. Um, so we've got our options. And also Funtas as well. It's just a matter who starts for the ethnic year. Lately, it's been Pavlidis, but every time he's been playing... He's not really cutting those chances. And Yakumakis, he got his first start against Cyprus. He was bang on, like bang on from the first minute. He got his goal on debut, uh, along with Solis as well. So it's just a matter. It's just, I think it's just a matter who is going to feed the ball to our striker. And I think we know who that player is. That is Fortunis. Yep. Now, yep. please, John Van Skip, don't play him on the wing. That's the worst. You know that's the worst possible thing you can do. That that's that's why his game management I think is poor, and the same with Mandalos as well. He's another great option to you know for that great for the number ten role. And with Bakasetas there, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna have much chances against these sides. Yeah. Bakasetas is more of that second striker, not really a ten. He's more of that physical player that likes to you know pull away the defenders and you opens up the chance. He's not a ten. I see him as a physical, you know, number nine striker, in my opinion. Yep. Good answer, man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we've got some guys that are scoring goals. It's just a matter of can we piece the puzzle together perfectly to uh, to get it, you know, crossing over into the um, ethnic girl mother. Uh, Greg. And also, gonna... um, yeah, quickly. just just yep. lastly, the defence with Savelas, I'm not confident with at all, yeah. especially yeah. with Spain. Not confident. Yeah. Well, we've got a long time between drinks there, so hopefully Savela uh, is... Uh, we need yeah. one of them, one of the younger players to really step up and make that spot their own. Because yeah, just... well, we've got you know, a couple of guys coming back from injury, so hopefully they just kickstart and just have a really great next few months to get there. There's own. a lot of them. There's about four or five names, you mm. could say. Yeah. yeah. That's what was the... the anyway. Yeah, there's no point. We can we'll wait and see how they pull up before we get out get excited. Greg, I'm going to put this one to you. Um, now it was sent to us as a DM. It was an anonymous, well, not anonymous. We know who wrote it, but he didn't want to be uh, named. Um, it's a bit of a curly one here. But Greg, do you think a bad start first two three matches in the qualifiers uh, will see JVS get the sack? Ooh, um, so let's let's put let's put let's put a scenario here. Uh, away to Spain, we lose, we lose. Let's not put a result. Away to Spain, we lose. Uh, home to Sweden, second match, uh, we go down, and we play, let's say Kosovo, um, and we get a very uninspiring draw. If that happened, and kind of depending on his tactics and how we played overall, we would potentially, especially if, you know, it's the same with Bacasetas and Afortunis and Mandalos on the left wing and those results came through, um, I think we'd probably, yeah, he'd, he'd potentially uh, see him go. 
Um, but it, it, it depends on the scenarios. It depends on how we play and the tactics that are used. If we see the same mistakes as we saw in the uh, Nations League, uh, sadly, I think uh, we will see him go because we'll, we would all, all have lost confidence by then. We've, we've, um, you know, I started off with a lot of confidence in John Van Chip, and I think he's done some amazing stuff. But there has been things done that we've, we've, we've spoken about, we've, we've written about uh, in the Nations League that we saw with um, the players and the personnel that he used in attack. And if we keep saying that again, um, and he doesn't, you know, we don't convert that, we don't score, we can't score because of the same mistakes, inevitably at the end of John Van Chip. Yeah, I think uh, it's a bit of a loaded question. It all depends. I mean, if we lose a tricky match to Spain and also potentially lose a tricky match to, to Sweden where we saw the team playing well, uh, you could probably say no. But if you if we go out first game, let's assume your first game is Spain and we go out and get absolutely mauled, um, then, you know, you're starting on the back foot there. So, um, tough question. Um, thanks for your question, though. But next time jump on you know we can uh, give you a shout out all right uh next question is from nickel.celtics um at nickelion with a k two questions if that's okay can we realistically win second spot apart from the 2004 squad when do you think we had our best uh national team 2008 but bad tactics 2012 but not enough quality great 2014 uh, but just unlucky. I always wondered which was our best team aside from 2004. Cheers, guys. Mm. I'll jump on this one quickly. Um, for the older guys here, we had a great we had a great side in '94. Um, go back on our blog and uh, we'll put it up. I'll, I'll shoot you a link if you want, Nickel, um, to Greg's five part series on uh, USA '94 and how what we started off. We were the first team in Europe to qualify. Um, and subsequently after qualification, everything just went pear shaped. Um, but Greg, uh, put a lot of effort into this and it's a, it's a beautiful five piece series. Do you want to pump it up a little bit, Greg, before we answer the rest of the question? Uh, look, I loved, uh, putting that thing together. I, I, I reckon you, you got into the space where you could write a book about it. And the amount of things that came out was just incredible. It, just, it really covers how, uh, how well we did in qualifying, um, and just, the warning signs that were there after that qualification campaign that pretty much got ignored and the disaster that happened in the USA and afterwards. But um, yeah, it was, I had a lot of fun writing that and looking back on a lot of matches. Set there. the we foundations had, as well for our future success. It did. It did. Yeah. We had really quality players uh, yeah. back then and even before then, but before then they couldn't put any type of tactic together where uh, Panagulias was able to do that during the qualifying. But uh, I think, I mean, the, the teams we had after that USA 94, uh, especially qualifying for the World Cup 98, that was a hell of a team that we had then. Uh, we were very unlucky. We, we, we didn't make the World Cup. Alex Andres had a chance to score. If he scored that, we're in France 98. And we missed that. Yeah. For me, that team was probably uh, one of the best teams that probably missed out in a World Cup for Greece. Nico, what do you reckon, man? Um, yeah, I was waiting for you or Greg to say one of the teams from the 90s. Um, my lifetime, I'd <laughs> yeah. probably... Thanks, mate. <laughs> It'll be a toss-up between 2012 and 2014. I'd go with 2014 because we played some good stuff in a few games. The first leg at home against Romania, absolutely amazing football. Um, and also the last group stage game in Brazil against Ivory Coast. We played really well. Yeah. Stephen? Three times. 
I'm 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 completely with with Nigo. Like in my lifetime, like the 2012 squad, 2012 squad is the reason I fell in love with football in the first place. That win against Russia will always like hold like fond memories for me. But I think the best I think the best we were as as a as a nation post uh, 2004 was um, certainly 2014 because we we got so unlucky not to reach the quarterfinals yeah. against Costa Rica. That yeah. was a crazy oh, game. Goodness. So so much highs and lows in that game. Yeah, perfect. And can we? Who can we? Thought, who would have thought it would turn out like this? After that, yeah, time? I didn't. I was going to say, Nigel, when we were when we were in the round of sixteen for the first time, never did I think that Greece would fall to such lows after that. This is where. I saying, go go. Yeah, I was saying this is where you see the old bloke saying, <laughs> "You should have seen us before." We were, you know, we Surely got some worse now. Oh, look, we are worse now, but I mean, that's just, yeah, but we, we, were, we had good sides that were, were shockers as well back in the day. So I, I remember saying in the lead up to that 2014 World Cup, because they changed it to a 2014 Euro, I said, we're going to make every single Euro from now on. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get easy groups. We're going to be com- comfortable top two. Top six. We're going to make last 16. And, uh, and then the Faroe yeah. Islands came. Yeah. And then yeah. the Faroe, yeah. Oh, there God. we go. Oh. Um, and, do you, and, and last question. I mean, it's the first part of his question. Um, can we realistically win second spot? Look, I think we can realistically win second spot. Um, it, it's, you know, Sweden, they're no mugs. Um, but, you know, they're no, uh, we shouldn't be scared of them. We shouldn't be scared of Spain either, to be quite honest. So it all depends uh, on how the round ball wants to go for us on those day and the, and the football gods. All right. Last question we've got here as well from Nikos underscore Kos one. When the qualifiers begin, where will our home games be played at? God only knows Nikos. Um, uh, Greg, will the stadium, AX stadium be ready? No, it won't be ready. Uh, it'll be ready midway through uh, next year. But yeah. I'm pretty sure we're going to be playing a lot of games. At, I have a feeling we're going to be playing a lot of games at Izopoli. Is that... Uh, That's where we played the Slovenia game yeah. and the Cyprus game. Yeah, so so UEFA and FIFA have um, same rules and regulations with regards to the stadiums and... Correct, yes. Uh, okay, cool. Um, right. Although, at the same time, I wouldn't count out Oaka, the Olympic Stadium, but... Um, because that, that's the the reason we played Rizupoli was because the field, yeah, the field was getting good. fixed there. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. We'll see. It hasn't. Nothing's been announced. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Yeah. Let's just hope they just wherever they play. If we get crowds, I can see it being at Oaka. Uh, if there's no crowds, then it wouldn't make any difference. Rizupoli with crowd would be interesting because that'll be a small yeah. ground with closer atmosphere, yeah. which we haven't had in the ethnic year since uh, Karaskaki, which is a while ago now. So that would be good to see if that happens. I, I think if there's crowds, I can't see it being played there. I really like that stadium. It's a nice little stadium, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, like what Greg was saying, with fans, I reckon it'd be awesome. I just think with fans, I'll play it at the big Oaka. But well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so many hypotheticals there. So, um, guys, thanks for your questions, though. Uh, we really appreciate it. Now, we've got a question here that... Um, got lost uh, in my notes with regards to um, Buzukis at Panathinaikos. And I'll go to um, Antoni here. Uh, any more info as to why Baloni doesn't like him? I mean, pretty much the same story from last week, from what I've read. Uh, I heard that they had gotten into a, a sort of bust up and that 
Boloni doesn't really rate him. And was, like it, was it a bust? Was it a bust up at training during a game after a game? It, it was apparently it was in training, from what I read. I mean, this yeah. you know this is Greek media, so it could just be made up. But yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I had read that he had given Boloni lip. Uh, and also, I mean, Nick talked about it earlier. I mean, he subbed on Ayub over the over the weekend against Ike, and he didn't bring in Buzuki. So that's pretty much you know. Fingers are pointing that he's done, I guess. Uh, yeah. He'll be in the winter window. So that, that question is from uh, Dimitri Stamoulis at Dimitri underscore Stamps. Uh, thanks for that question, mate. Look, we um, would love to give you more info. But, yeah, I guess we'll find out in January um, if the rumors are true and he does move on or if he starts getting game time. It's just a difficult one because there's not a lot of – depending on what media writes, what they write could be – you know, you don't know what to believe, unfortunately, these days. Um, that's it for all the questions. And I think we've covered a lot of stuff here with the uh, with the draw, the World Cup draw. Um, you know, we'll, we want to get a bit more in-depth as things go on and as uh, the media start putting out more uh, information and the coaches start talking. But, you know... Can let's I just say one thing, George? Yes, Just speaking can. of the media, uh, Staffelivis has just come out and said, Borume, Akomake... Appended it in Espanol. So Staffelidis has come out saying we can do it even against Spain. Um, Staffelidis eleven is a big worry for I'm sure everyone. So uh, let's get hopefully you... that's not something we see. But I'm worried to see him coming out. Our, sort our, of saying he's going to be playing. Our good. Uh, He'll be there. Costas. <laughs> he will be there. He will be there. Before his injury, he was a captain. Yeah, he will be there. He will yeah. be there. Look, you know what? Huge worry. He should just worry about playing because he's not. I don't think he's even on the bench for his club these days. So, he, is he injured? Is he not? Costa, we love you, mate. We love your passion. But you know what? Focus on uh, less uh, coming out, talking uh, stuff like that and focus more on getting your game time, whether it's, yeah. I don't even know, where's he at? Hoffenheim? Yeah. 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 So, come on. Come back. Go to Powell for something. You know, go back home. And see if you can get some game time and, you know, claim your spot rather than uh, what we've seen here where certain players were getting preferential treatment. And I think he was one of them. And it's as sad as, as much as I don't want to say that. Um, because if he's our centre-back against a team like Spain, then... Mm, Forget yeah. it. Forget about it. Forget it. He'll, he'll get injured within the first 15 minutes anyway. Look, I don't want to badmouth players. I wish them all the best of luck. I truly do. I don't, you know, I don't want to see anyone go down and all that. But we also have to be realistic here as well. Um, last news: Michael just put up a tweet. Uh, El Arabi has uh, extended his deal at um, Olympiacos for another season or so. I'm sure he probably got a nice little pay deal as well. Um, maybe that was one of the reasons uh, he had, didn't have his scoring boots on. Um, and the other rumor with the Olympiacos is Mitroglou. Uh, the club are trying to find a way to bring him back in January. Uh, annual link with Gostas Mitroglou. Yeah, well, he's got six months left on his contract. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if that happens. I'll take him back in nice. the heartbeat. Everyone knows my opinion on that. So, anyway, we'll move on. Guys, it's been a great podcast. Thank you. Um, Hellas Footy Pod, uh, the hashtag there if you want to get in contact with us. We're on all the major podcast uh, platforms there. If you do listen to us through um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, we'd love a five-star review because it pushes us up the list and uh, gets us more aware out there. So we love doing this podcast and we love answering all the questions. So hit us up um, on a weekly basis. Thanks for that. Boys, good speaking to you.
Thanks, George. All right. Thanks, George. See you later. Bye.